Hey folks, so as alluded to later in this episode, we recorded this episode February 3rd, the day before the Super Bowl, and at the Super Bowl, Cloverfield Paradox was announced. So obviously when we recorded this, we had no idea. So there's a couple things that we discussed, not knowing what we now know now, that you know now. So, you know, just go into this understanding that we just, we couldn't have known at the time. And uh, enjoy. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Katie Loves Kaiju, where we talk about giant monsters, monster movies, and delightful sequels. One hopes. I'm Katie. I'm Will. And welcome. Again. To the podcast. <laughs> Katie. So here we are. <laughs> we just, we need to, it's just a recursive loop. We just keep introducing it for the next half hour. <laughs> that would be fine with me. It never ends. Katie, what are we doing today? We're watching 10 Cloverfield Lane. 10 Cloverfield Lane. Which is, one one may assume, a follow It's not a sequel. It's not a follow-up. I don't know what it is, but it is somehow related, if not just because it's made by J.J. Abrams, to Cloverfield, which was the movie that we watched last episode. And one of your favorite movies. Cloverfield is. Yes. Haven't seen 10 Cloverfield Lane. Can't, can't tell mm-hmm. how I'm going to feel about it. So... So going, you know, kind of running with the theme of how this works. Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to... There's an idea. Let's keep this on theme, shall yeah. we? <laughs> Let's not talk about mixed uh, drinks <laughs> this week. Um, none of that made any sense. Uh, c- coming, you know, going through what kind of we did last week, Katie, what do you know about 10 Cloverfield Lane? Um, John Goodman... Uh uh-huh. American Treasure John Goodman. Sorry. American Treasure John Goodman. <laughs> Mary Elizabeth Winstead, mm-hmm. also known as Ramona Flowers, in a bunker. Yep. Shit gets weird. Yes. Good. That's it. That's it. That's that's the extent of it. Have you seen any of the trailers for it? I think I saw a trailer um, enough to have a, a sense of the uh, aesthetic. Sure. You know, like, it's, I feel like there were blinky lights and John Goodman was there. Um, yeah, you, you're right. Uh, there's <laughs> the, because this, this movie came out of nowhere. Uh, I rem- Instead of vision. Instead <laughs> of so just running into the room and be like, watch this! And then, like, jamming it into a VHS. Walking into a movie theater, just a brick with the movie attached, like, ah! <laughs> oh, fuck, I guess we'll watch this then, everyone. <laughs> Sorry, everyone who came oh, here oh. to see Marley and me. <laughs> anyway. Um. So all of that happened, and then the movie came out. Yeah. No, um... I remember they're like, oh yeah, you know, John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and some guy. Oh, I feel like there is another guy. There is another guy. The movie only has four people on screen and a couple of just voices. Mm-hmm. A very small cast. Oh God, I don't have his name in front of me. John Gallagher Jr. is the other guy. So how similar is this to critically acclaimed film Blast from the Past? Not a single bit. Okay, well that's a disappointment, but we'll get through it. You'll get through it. <laughs> I haven't thought about that film in literally a decade. Yeah, uh, we won't talk about it, but that, that movie has a lot, a lot of value to me. Um, so anyways, let's kind of get into it. I obviously know nothing like I said, this movie came out of nowhere. There was, uh, John. Go- um, there were whispers that there was a trailer, not a trailer. Um, John Goodman and Mary Elizabeth Winstead and some guy were working on some movie about a bunker called Valencia. Yes, which is a delicious citrus fruit. Is it? Valencia orange. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the first trailer was released, and I remember being released. Very strangely, like, <clears throat> but it was leaked 
I think it was, this may just be making it up, but it was released onto YouTube as a cam. Like, someone, you know, at Paramount took a cell phone video of the trailer, then uploaded it, and this, and with the, you know, like, Cloverfield 2 trailer, you know, Cloverfield underscore 2 underscore trailer. And we were like, what the fuck is this? Another Cloverfield movie? This is insane. And, like, the next day or the day after, they released a high-res version of it. Mm. Well, sounds familiar. Yeah. Uh, and I remember watching it being like, oh, and I was not, I was not dignified on Facebook. It's like, oh, my God, they did another Cloverfield in secret. Ah! That also sounds familiar. <laughs> that that happened. I, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, but, yeah, and this... And for the longest time, people were like, "Is it a sequel? Is it just another? Is does it take does it take place in the same universe? What is what's going on?" And then, I saw it opening night. Was immensely satisfied. You look so concerned. I'm alarmed at the freezing, but that's fine. Continue, <laughs> please. I, it you know I I don't I just, imagine you like walking to the theater, lighting up a cigarette, <laughs> like. Oh yeah. Go on. Thank you, American Treasure, John Goodman. <laughs> oh, God, no, please, no, Will. <laughs> um, no, and, like, I don't see a lot of horror movies in theaters. I want to see this one because... One, I wanted to know what the fuck it was about. And two, it's like, this looks genuinely good. And it got incredible reviews and it made a bucket of money and there was actually uh some mind, mild buzz that american treasure john goodman would actually get an oscar nomination which he didn't rude rude so i saw a movie uh-huh can't remember what it's called sure uh didn't see it in theaters but um it was it took place in uh like it was a disc jockey's studio and the entire movie is him in one room or one. Is this the one with the language zombies? Yes. Pontypool. Pontypool. So what I really liked about that movie is that it's there's one set. Yep. And I I'm very intrigued because I have an understanding that Cloverfield. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Ten Cloverfield Lane. You know, most of the movie takes place in. Is it a bunker? It's. It is a bunker, but it's. Um... John Goodman's character, Howard, is a doomsday prepper. Um, and you'll get into that he, he's an absolute paranoid doomsday prepper. Go so it, it, it is a bunker, but it's very large. But yeah, but I mean, it's not like you have an entire city or yeah. a neighborhood. Or yeah, like the, the entire film takes place in, for the most part, one location. Mm -hmm. And that's I'm in, yeah. in, in, interested to see because it really will hone in on you know all of the all of the the plot is mm -hmm. um, interaction based. Yep. All of the drama is interpersonal, and so I'm really psyched to see that. Um, you did reveal to me that there is some kind of monster. Otherwise, that would just be really douchey. If we're like we watch monster movies, and then we do three episodes, we're like we're done with that. We're watching. <laughs> we're, friggin we're gonna watch the sunset trilogy. <laughs> Ethan Hawke. Oh, French... no. No, we're not doing that. That's horrifying. We're going to watch The Magnificent Seven. No, thank you. Um... This is Katie Loves Ethan Hawke. This, there was something we thought of the other day that I was like, man, I would really like to watch this movie, but I was like, could not think of a way to swing it as a monster movie. I wish I had messaged you at that time. Fuck, it was funny. But yeah, so I'm, I'm psyched about that. Now I'm intrigued to know what you were talking about. I don't know. No, There's we'll a lot that goes on in my head throughout any given time we'll figure it out um but yeah so I'm, I'm pumped to see it nice um i mean is there anything else that you feel like you can reveal prior to our viewing experience without giving me spoilers because i'm really pumped that i have no spoilers mm -hmm. on this because even if someone had told me or i read a spoiler i forgot good because i have no brain left so yeah. this is this is a fresh experience and i'm pumped fantastic um no i actually Watched a little of it. You can find this movie at the moment on Amazon Prime. I think it's on Hulu as well. Um, if you want to watch, if you want to watch along, I have the strongest urge to say Amazon Primo, which is why I was doing that motion. By the way, I was like the Primo, and it was dorky, and I don't know where it came from. 
Um, yeah. So if you want to pause this podcast, watch 10 Cloverfield Lane, and then come back and talk, talk to us about it. We won't hear you, but like, you know, live your life. We're going to talk at you about it, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have no say uh, in the matter. What's the one... Th- I don't know, it's, uh, anything pre... Um, the music. Music done by Bear McCreary of Battlestar Galactica. Amazing. 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 And the use of sound in this movie is fantastic. Great. So I'll Great. be you listening extra... Yep. Extra well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Katie has placed her head on top of the, top of the speaker. No, I haven't. Um, but we are watching this in a room that has surround sound, which we don't have at my apartment. So I'm pumped. All right, so uh, we're gonna we're gonna go watch the movie, and we'll be back in a moment. You might even say we'll be right back after this word from our monster. Look upon me! I'll show you the life of the mind. And we're back. Hi. 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 Um, wow. That was uh, 0% what I expected. Um, <laughs> well, not 0% because John Goodman was in it. So, yeah. I'm, I'm genuinely, uh, we, we can get into it a little bit, but I kept trying to Google it. <laughs> uh, I was like, I can't. Every time I was like, well, I'm going to Google it. I put another blanket on her. Yeah, just (laughs) tuck me in. (laughs) Wedge my hands. Uh, No. Um, I'm not good with unpredictable plots. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm really, really not. And again, I hadn't even watched a trailer in recent memory when when we sat down to do this. So I had really no clue. Um, Yep. I did... We 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 struck we we struck a deal and Will did let me know how many fatalities I could anticipate, so that put me at ease. Um, because oh god, I mean, how far into it were we? Oh, she'd probably about ha- just oh, yeah, about no. to go into the vent. Yeah, about so about halfway. About halfway through, I'm like, okay, well, just like give me this. <laughs> how many how many people die? And he's like, of these, two. And I'm like, well, <laughs> like, shit. Uh, like of, of the of the three like the three main characters. Like we said, there's. If you haven't watched the movie... Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, stop. <laughs> Bye. Go fix your mistakes. Come back. <laughs> Make better life decisions. Yeah. Uh, but there's, you know, one scene before... Uh, oh, God. Michelle's... Uh, Mary... What do you call her? Mew? <laughs> Mary Mew Elizabeth. and her big eyes. Mary uh, Elizabeth Winstead, character known as Michelle. Michelle. She has to go into a vent to fix the air filter system. And all three of the main characters are on screen. It's like, and Kay's like, well, I don't know. I don't know. Like, who dies? Like, of the three characters on screen, two of them die. Which is completely honest and just vague enough that Kay was like, that's more. It's like, that's even worse. How dare you, you monster. I hate you. In this in this situation, Will's the kaiju. <laughs> Maybe watch a whole movie and not let me have any spoilers. Um, I am the strange Yeah, beast. so, again, spoilers. If you haven't watched it, then just stop but um my thoughts going through it were so uh, again not knowing what to expect not knowing any of the kind of the the elements i knew were like it's featuring john goodman it's featuring mary elizabeth winston and that other guy jonathan john gallagher jr john gallagher jr who was delightful yes um and it takes place in a bunker how they get in the bunker why they're in the bunker you know, John Goodman was phenomenal mm-hmm. at being uncomfortable or making the audience uncomfortable, making the viewer uncomfortable. So the whole time you're like, okay, how much of this is true? Is the air actually compromised? You know, blah, 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 blah. And I think it did a, it's just friggin' spectacular job of giving you just an inch. Like a lot of movies would be like, here's everything that's happening. And now there's just explosions. This movie was like, Okay, here's a little bit, just a little bit, and it, it really—I was uncomfortable for most of the film. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as monsters go, let's get into that. Yeah, um, the like the main sort of because th- this is a movie that, like I said, came out very quickly from first trailer, which I think was in 
January or December to release. It was, you know, first trailer January, December, released March 11th. We just rewatched the trailer to refresh ourselves. I don't remember that off the top of my head. So only three months. There were only two trailers, one attached to the Super Bowl, so that was like 40 seconds long, and there's only three posters. Um, One was an IMAX exclusive, so that never got released, and one that came out after the film was released, which is an enormous spoiler. <laughs> but the tagline is, Monsters come in many forms. So you're thinking, it's just like, okay, I know kind of what Cloverfield is, you know, you know, is it, you know, is it John Goodman? Is Michelle a serial killer? Is John Gallagher Jr.? Um, oh, Emmett. yeah, that's a heck of a spoiler. Jesus. Yep. <laughs> Which we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, is the monster one of them? Or is there an actual outside threat? The answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, John, uh, as we said before, John Goodman's character is a... Is it quicker to say John Goodman or Howard or you know this we'll Howard, Howard? Howard yeah. um, is we, a nut job. It, it is a nut job. He's, He's a doomsday prepper. prepper. He you know built this bunker, while at the same time, he's been he has kidnapped at least one girl, maybe more, to uh, to fill the void left by his teenage daughter. Teenage daughter who has gone away with. His ex-wife. His, yeah, his, his ex-wife they've gone to, I think he said Chicago. This movie takes place in New Orleans or around, yes. somewhere in Louisiana. So, he's a former Navy. Yeah. Yep. He's former Navy, so he's, you know, there's, prob- there's probably, you know, I think there's a personality type. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, he's probably used to having everything in its place, everything being the way, and I think that oh, yeah, um, that's if, the, if we're going to look at... Sort that of comes a, through throughout the film. Yeah, if there's there's something that we can point at as far as, like, why he might have snapped is, you know, somebody, you know, you, you have a daughter and you love them, and somebody just comes in and is like, nope, you don't you don't have a daughter anymore. Um, I can imagine oh, yeah, that it, being incredibly psychologically damaging for our friend Howard. So just that's an insight that I would like to offer as a uh, armchair psychiatrist <laughs> that i am yeah it's... would you like some medication <laughs> um and no that's very insightful good Thank job you. so yeah so he he kidnaps at least one one young woman to be his new daughter his new megan we find out her name was actually Brittany. Brittany. Mm-hmm. and and it's, it's like oh yeah these are you know there's michelle who's good and there's emmett who's good and um, you know, Howard is a nut bar because they're all like at the beginning of the film and up till the very, you know, until the climax, Michelle is a self-described coward and Emmett, 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 what it's all, you know, doesn't want to leave his comfort zone. Like he's yeah, yeah. Te- terrified of, like he said, he's, he got a track scholarship in out of state and he just couldn't get on the bus. Yep. Yep. Uh, so the so these are all people with baggage, yeah, stuck in a box for years. Is it years? Presu- no, no, the movie doesn't take place over years. Like, but um, like Howard says, like the earliest they could go check is three years. Yes. Okay. So like the the trajectory, like yeah. these people are anticipating being stuck in a bunker with two other, uns- you know, like what we find out if I may, mm-hmm. is that Howard fully intended to take Michelle down there. Yeah. Um, and one may even assume that he saw her at the gas station? Oh, yeah, that, that that's him in the... But he but he was in a... Tr- uh, I feel like that was a Mack truck at the beginning of the movie, so... You're, maybe... just, you're just misremembering it. Yeah, it, 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 it he's He is in a truck, and it, it is framed... Uh, it, it's a great shot. You just, you know, like, oh, you know, here's Michelle pumping gas in there. You see a view from inside a, you know, a, another vehicle. And, just, and you just hear a, you know, I'm trying to think. He's like, you know how John Goodman sounds like John Goodman and it's impossible to replicate? Sure. It sounds like John Goodman breathing. Like, I'm just going, mm-hmm. Okay, so like a grizzled, a grizzled yeah breath yeah got it i think i don't i don't know where i was in that moment i think i was because 
the sort of this establishing shots of the movie, which are beautiful, mm-hmm. are. You know, you, you were trying to figure out what cinematography was. Yeah, that's part of it. I was trying to. We were trying to figure. Out, I was trying to get Will to tell me, and he didn't know really for sure. I was like, "What? Who? Who in the in the cast and crew or crew? It would be makes the movie look the way it looks. You know, so that you've got um, a shot, an aerial shot, just doing straight down, perfectly symmetrically framed of the car driving up the highway. I was like very taken with that. I'm also very taken with the cinematography in the in the show, The Killing, and I, I okay. it was it had that same sort of almost like painterly, um, not painterly, but uh, every how, like every how, how shot everything is framed. Every shot looked very deliberate. Like if you took any moment in the movie and made a still of it, it would it would just have a great dynamism. So I was I was sort of wrapped up in that while we were watching this, but I also was sort of thinking about you know the the begin the establish the establishing shots of the movie are Mary Elizabeth Winstead packing up her apartment and leaving, and then she leaves her engagement ring on the table and. You know, like they don't go into why they don't go into that. It's it's part of it's going into that she yeah. every time something goes wrong she runs away. Yeah. No, sure, but during that I was really thinking about the like how how this was going to turn out. I was trying to figure out the movie in the first three minutes, mm-hmm. and I think because of that I missed everything up to not missed but didn't quite absorb everything up to the collision. Sure, because I was really just trying to think about like oh why does the movie look so pretty and. Kind of missed. I I saw the truck thing happen, but I didn't really. Anyways, that's that's my. I was sort of having the cerebral moment there. Well, um, no, and like the beginning of the movie tells you a lot. With the first words in the movie aren't well. Then hold on. Uh, Michelle's fiance calls cameo by Bradley Cooper. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and Kate was like, "Hey, Kate, look, look who this is." And she's like, "Oh, fuck that." No. I- <laughs> was not like that it's just weird because he's also um rocket raccoon <laughs> and he sounds nothing like bradley cooper as rocket raccoon so i was like i guess if you want someone who doesn't sound like bradley cooper have bradley cooper do it can i um total tangent when they were cast because um when they were casting guardians of the galaxy uh because everyone in the movie you know is mainly from television maybe you know zoe saldana yet has done movies before what is she in for television though I, that, that, that that's my so she's the exception that, that's my yeah uh you know Groot's just a voice uh Batista's a wrestler and Chris Pratt is mainly from you know he, he had done like he was in Parks, um, and Rec. Parks and Rec and he had done he was in Moneyball and some, but he was mainly a TV guy but what they wanted they wanted like their biggest star to be the talking raccoon because James Gunn thought that was hilarious James Gunn is a twisted dude. I like James Gunn. Me too, but he's um, a twisted dude. Oh yeah, but actually going on to uh, a funny anecdote about John Gallagher Jr. He's the star of the Belco Experiment, which James Gunn wrote for John Gallagher Jr. Because I think John Gallagher came in to do an audition for, I th- it might have been Guardians, might have been something else. And uh, James Gunn was like, that's that is an amazing audition. I can't use it, but give me your card. <laughs> What's the Belco experiment? Um, a corporation in Colombia starts killing people. Okay. It's like Battle Royale in an office. Ew, okay, great. Um, but yeah, so cameo by Bradley Cooper. Cameo by Bradley Cooper, but of our leads, there are the, the first word spoken isn't until like, I think, 10 or 12 minutes in. So there's a lot of big storytelling happening only through visuals. Yeah, non-verbally. Yeah, so we so we do find out later in the film that his intentions from the get-go were to take Michelle into the bunker. Now, what you had said at one point is you're like, it, he was planning on taking another woman, but it happened to coincide with an actual yeah uh, disaster. I don't know if it was a catastrophe, apocalypse. What do we want to call the the thing? Do you want to get right to the point? Yes. Aliens have invaded. Yes, so aliens have invaded, but like obviously the window between him deciding to to take Michelle and the aliens actually having invaded is an amazing coincidence. Is an amazing coincidence because from what uh, Emmett mm-hmm. Emmett oh my yeah. god Emmett describes, there's a, a red flash of light 
and you know that you could just tell that something was going on um michelle i think would have noticed it had it happened prior to the collision well uh, when she's listening to like you know bradley cooper calls like oh michelle we gotta talk and she shuts off the phone turns on the radio and you're like and there have been weird power outages on the coast we don't know what's going on then bradley cooper calls again and then howard runs her off the road okay so there is a little bit of an illusion so we know that yeah. it's it, it, it might not be full-fledged red flashes but there's some stuff mm-hmm. happening and he's got his he's got his finger on the pulse of every potential you know conspiracy theory that mm-hmm. there is. So maybe he's like no time like the present, womp, yeah. and like knocks her off the road, which and, is also a stunning shot. Yeah, um, stunning shot. And how because that's when the opening credits are and use of sound because it's like crash, boom, bang, bang. You know, and when the first credit comes up, it's just complete silence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I loved the use of sound when. The gun goes off, spoiler, gun goes off, and, like, the ringing in the ears mm-hmm. and the audio, and then also the, the the very tense scene when she's trying to take the keys from Howard, and, like, the all of that was just, like, oh my god, like, as someone who, who just, like, lives with constant anxiety, like, that was such a good way to just get, like, the pit of my stomach to just fucking mm-hmm. drop. Um. Very fucking effective. They keep saying, and I, I, I have to watch this frame by frame, but once again, no, no spoilers, free-flowing conversation. Emmett gets killed. He gets shot. He, yeah, Emmett gets, you know. Big time. Howard shoots Emmett. And they're saying that at the, you know, when he's, you know, when Howard's, hey, everyone come in my office, we gotta have a conversation. And then it's like, here's a bucket of acid. What are you doing? I'm gonna put you in the, I'm gonna put per- you in the bucket of acid. Perchloric acid. Mm-hmm. I certainly Googled that. Yep. And everything he says is correct, except it's not green. It's clear. Ew. Well, maybe it's because he put a bunch of shit in it already. Entirely possible. But, um, and I have Maybe because he put Brittany in there already. Ooh. Uh. Um, but he, apparently he's already wearing his earplugs. Stop it. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Stop it. Let's so, Google it right now. Um. That's alarming. John Good. <laughs> no, not John Goodman. Don't just stop Googling. Okay. Ten, close. Is it? That's not. Would we call it an Easter egg? No. Trivia. Ten Cloverfield. Fuck! I can't type Cloverfield Lane. Ear plugs. Let's see if I can find Howard's earplugs. Reddit.com slash. <laughs> okay, let's take a look here. It's not clear. Here's a couple shots if you want to take a look. They're flesh colored at best. Okay. I think they might be. Oh yeah, yeah. It's really clear there, but yeah, those are definitely earplugs. But do you think that they that that's like the actor's earplugs, or do you think that that's like? Well, um, I think some a movie like this that was entirely intentional, like. Howard was going to kill someone. He just needed, you know, like Emmett's like, oh, it's you know, it's I, I I've been stealing the tools. I'm like, good. I was yeah. going to kill you anyway. Yeah. So it says here, blah blah blah. It could literally just be that he's an actor and was about to fire blanks and preferred to have earplugs in. And someone said that's a fair point, which would explain them being flesh colored and so deep in the ear. Hmm. So I mean, it's one of those things that just works out. Yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely adds a. They're much easier to see in motion. You can clearly see a circular object in his ears. Well, anyway, so that's fascinating. Um, I... I... What was really super fucking compelling is that... I, myself... And again, like, I, I kept joking. Like, I... I Like, John... What do you call him? American Treasure American John Treasure John Goodman. Yeah, and I was like, oh, he's so cute. He's like a little old man. And then there'd be these moments where he was genuinely so friggin bone chillingly terrifying so angry and i forgave him like over and over again because he'd keep doing these things and i was like okay like maybe he just wants to protect her and i kept i don't know if it's just me or i don't know if you were experiencing this too where like over the course of the film you i mean you've seen it before but did you find yourself being like okay well maybe this is justifiable maybe like and then no, he's really, he's a real fucking monster. Mm-hmm. He's a cold-blooded monster. And I don't think that, I don't think that he kidnapped Michelle necessarily. You know, I don't think there was any, um, 
you know, sexual violence intended or yeah. anything like that. I think he yeah, really yeah, was like, trying to replace his daughter. Yeah. But, oh my god, I, the scene where he says, little princess. Yeah, he, he, he cannot conceive of women. He can only conceive of girls. Yeah. Okay. I, I could talk about how I, how I was feeling in that moment, but how weird was I during the little princess moment? You were having many emotions so, all simultaneously. I actually, I, I'm very emotional, especially after there's been drink involved. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> no, go on. Uh, wait, I meant to go, you don't say. I'm very emotional, and there's certain things that, like, just, I cried the other day. There was a commercial for, <laughs> yeah, it's just, hold on. This is relevant. It will come back. I cried the other day, uh, we're watching TV, and there was an ad for Zillow where the, the you know, there's a, a dad and, and his son, and the mom has passed away, and the little kid is sitting on the floor talking to his dog, which is cute. And he decides that, like, the brightest star in the sky is his mom. So he's like, that must be her up there. It's so bright, okay? So then they, like, you know, they do, like, a montage where they're packing and then they go to their new house and the dad puts the kid to bed and he's like, good night. Um, he's like, good night. And he's like, I love you, dad. And then, like, the camera pans and, like, he looks up and there's a skylight in his bedroom and he goes, I love you, mom. Or good night, mom, or whatever. And I was like, oh, fuck. I'm <laughs> crying. <laughs> Joe's gonna kill me, but I look at Joe and Joe's crying, and we're like, this isn't even fair. And I'm just, I just fucking die. So that's how I respond to things that are like that. There's a certain type of 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 pandering, like emotional pandering, that just gets me, and I'm like, oh, I know I'm being pandered to, but Hallmark commercial, why you make me cry so much? In that moment, they got your number. The little princess thing, I was gutted. I felt I was gutted, and then like there again there was especially because at this point they have already begun their conspiracy to escape. Yes, and then there's that Santa Claus moment where you just get fucking scared again. Mm-hmm. Now it goes Little Princess, then Santa Claus, right? Yes, yeah. So it is very good at at John Goodman. It, it was is, Michelle's turn. I'm taking that point. Yeah, <laughs> it's in- incredible. Because you figured this is how he is with a stranger. Like, what must it have been like to live with him as as him as actually her dad? You know, mm-hmm. Megan's mom, you know, John, uh, Howard's wife and, and his daughter, Megan. I can imagine that that was not necessarily a healthy home environment. Um, but in his mind, he he's done no wrong. Yeah. And I think that this is just like he's replicating it and he's replicating it. Yeah. Especially because, you know, like, even, like, the set design of the bunker, you know, you think, you know, you know, bunker, you think bunk beds. He made it look like a, I don't want to say a house, but, like, it, it, it has a living room, it has a kitchen. There's, like, you know, like, that's an heirloom table. We use coasters or placemats. Mm-hmm. The wallpaper in the kitchen area says, always kiss me goodnight. I miss that. It is the, the most, like, quaint little country thing um when if you ever go to like a home goods store you'll see something like some kind of you know country bumpkin thing and they'll there's like always kiss me goodnight the other thing is i don't know if you noticed this the room that he's keeping michelle is half painted pink i i don't think i've noticed that so it's it's bare cement walls Mm -hmm. and there's the side that she's on that is like you know like bare it's just you know maybe it's partially painted white and then the other side has pink Mm-hmm. across half of it as though like he had started building a room for his daughter and then something happened like it's it's this this incomplete visual hmm. that why would you stop painting halfway through the room boom yeah yeah also the only room in the into you know like there's the layout of the bunker is like is essentially a studio apartment uh-huh are you gonna see Go ahead and say your thing, because I'm getting excited. Okay. Um, there's only two doors. Yes. Howard's door. Well, there, there's the exit. Howard's door and the door to Michelle's room. Howard has a door? Yeah. I thought it was a curtain. Oh, no, that's the bathtub. The curtain in the bathtub. Okay. Um, so, yeah. And it's, it, it, it leads to the fact that this isn't the, you know... This isn't the first time Howard has done this because, you know, there's a fairly sophisticated lock on the door. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I was... My God. 
I was I was like, oh, why didn't you lock him in there earlier? And then he opened it. I'm like, oh, because he, he has keys. He, he has the keys. He did it. It's his house. <laughs> yeah. Um, the There was that moment, again, having not seen this before, when um, she knocks the perchloric acid over and he falls in the perchloric acid and then he gets back up and she's going through the, the vents to try to escape. And, uh, <clears throat> excuse me. He's like, you know, he's he's yelling and he's, you know, like, uh, tear, tearing through the, the bunker and he's trying to get her. Um, he has t- he's become a complete monster. He's completely unhinged. Like, half his face is melted yeah, off. And yeah. And I said to Will, I was like, so, I'm sorry, where's the monster? And he's like, John Goodman is the monster. And I was like, oh, what a twist. <laughs> and I would have been actually more satisfied if that had been it. Like, when when she gets out and we do the gas mask thing and the alien thing, I was actually kind of, like, that let it, down. You, you have stumbled upon the biggest concern across the board with this movie. People are like, if the movie had just ended, if you took off the gas mask, it would have been perfect. Right. But I think... I felt like it, it kept... Like, it was one of those things where it was like, okay, we're done now. Oh, but... And then, also, in here, a thing. I get it. In that she found, you know, she has the moment where the car's getting scooped up and she has the moment where she's like, well, fuck, I'm going to die and that's it. And instead she's like, you know what? No, I'm not. I'm going to mm-hmm. make a friggin' Molotov cocktail. She's found her spine. And I'm going to, but I feel like she, she had found it before. True. So I don't know that I loved every, like I loved everything up until she walked, you know, until she walked out and it, well, when it went kaboom, I'm like, good. Sold. Yeah, because you, you you were just sort of like, oh my god, Howard's going to come out of the thing, it's going to be on fire, it's going to kill everyone. It's like, hold on. You're like, well, just hold, hold that thought. And at, at which point the bunker explodes, and she's like, oh good. Oh, okay, great. Um, Yeah, so, I haven't read anything as far as, like, critical reviews and stuff, like, but I'm, I can't be the only person who felt like... You're not. The movie was greatly weakened in the last, like, 10-15 minutes. I don't think it was weakened, I think it was just such a left turn um i actually when this movie was released they're like oh yeah by the way here's the original script before they inserted the whole cloverfield element into it and i want to talk about this later with the idea of the cloverfield universe is how this works is that insofar as the development goes is that these are unrelated scripts from the beginning that bad robot either buys Let's just smoosh them together. Yeah, you know, buys, produces, puts a spin on it. Like this was just a. In the original script was called the seller, which there's a lot of differences in it. Uh, mainly being Emmett, who's called Nate in the script, is a jackass. Okay, fair. Uh, you know, he she shows up at the bunker. You know, about half. You know, like the opening doesn't start. There's no fiance. The movie starts in the bunker, and then we get context through flashbacks howard isn't um uh howard is more pathetic like he's an alcoholic veterinarian oh um he's sad yeah he's like yeah like he's he's not a serial kidnapper um nate's a i don't remember I, i only skimmed the script I think Nate either is a firefighter or he shows up wearing a firefighter hazmat suit. And there's all sorts of... It's mainly... The main difference between 10 Cloverfield Lane and The Cellar is Michelle's just sort of there. Mm -hmm. And it's mainly just about the interplay between Nate and Howard who hate each other for reasons. And then, you know... You know, same, you know, uh, Nate dies, Howard is, you know, Mich- uh, Michelle's like, I'm gonna leave! And I was like, no, don't, but whatever. Uh, and the the end of the film is her getting in a car, drive- uh, the movie takes place, the cellar takes place um, in Chicago rather than Louisiana. She's driving towards Chicago and it's just, just a cr- a, it's just a crater. Damn. There's like, you know, and there's, like, there's no one. Um... I think the addition of the aliens is one to make it like, oh yeah, it's a Cloverfield. That addition of something wacky, like you know, a found footage, a found footage film of uh, a monster, you know, like found footage ghosts. Sure, found footage of 
you know, a giant monster movie. That's an interesting thing. Um, crazy guy, kidnap girl. Cool. She gets out. Oh, by the way, the cra- the crazy guy was completely right. Also, there are aliens. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I'm fine with there being the crazy guy was actually right. I think... I, I had a big issue with the alien design. Um, there was just a lot about it that, like, I feel like the movie lost some credibility in the end. And, I mean, I'm not... I'm probably not making friends with this, but, like, <laughs> the fact that that giant noxious cloud... She was able to to bypass that entirely by throwing back on her, you know, her ducky curtain, a shower curtain hazmat suit. Like, I don't buy it. The fact that that dispensed fast enough that within the few minutes after her having the, you know, her, the cloud comes, then the alien sucks her face mask off and she's fine. I don't buy it. Um, It's just a lot of it felt like okay, let's wrap this up. Like, we gotta throw the alien part in here. Mm -hmm. When the rest of the movie had been so expertly paced, so, so, so delightful and careful with revealing information and just uh, the whole approach. And then it felt like at the end, they're like, and there are aliens, blah, and just threw all the cards on the table. I just, it, it, it felt like it, it did feel to me like it fell apart. Okay. Which is my opinion. Um, and that's why, you know... Let me run you by it for instance. Mm-hmm. So if she gets out of the thing, if, if you cut the entire alien fight, and it's just her getting in the truck, getting on the highway, it's like, oh yeah, we're driving them back. If you're safe, head to Baton Rouge. And, but if you don't have any you know fight left in you, head to Houston. And then there's a left turn, and then there's the big lightning flash, and you see the alien spaceships. If That would have fa- been perfect. Okay. Oh my god, would that have been so more, so much more satisfying. For you. For me. Okay. I mean, nobody makes a movie for me. Like, the, don't do that. Um, <laughs> I'm incredibly hard to please and I don't know what I want, so don't even try. But if it had been that sort of the same... Just the revelation through the rest of the movie was so perfect, I think. And then, you know, if it had been like, she gets out, she goes to start the car. Even if... if the whole interaction with the, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? The, the, they look like a dog to me. To yeah, there's, it. there's two aliens that we see. There's like a biomechanical spaceship and then there's a dog with a lamprey face. Yeah. I think if it had been, God, it would have been, I would have been so happy if it had been what you had just described, where she gets out. She tries to drive the car. Um, the truck doesn't start, so she goes and like rifles through a dead person's body. That's spooky enough. And she's like, "Well, shit!" And then she gets in the car. And what if she was just hearing something? Sure, perfect. Sure. She's hearing something in the cornfield, so she, you know, there's a little bit of a get your ass in gear. Let's go. Um, and then she's driving, and like you said, she hears it. And she's like, uh, you know. We want to take back the Eastern Seaboard, blah, 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 blah. So that's where they're revealing, like, mm-hmm. yes, shit was real. And then you see the spaceship when the thunder, the, the lightning strike happens. Like, okay. That's a great shot. Confirmed alien nonsense. Howard was right, but the, the monster is Howard. Sure. Because at the end of the movie, it makes it, it cheapens it. To me. And that she's got to go through a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. It doesn't. I don't know. It, it, it's fine. We could talk about this forever. Um, it's. It, it, I can't make the movie different, but I can express my opinion. That's what this is. This podcast is right. It's it all sure about is. my opinion. What? My opinion. <laughs> what? My, my name's on the top. It's all about me. On the top. On the title. Boom. <laughs> um. But yeah. So my name on the marquee and yeah, lights. That's me. Um, yeah, so you were going to talk about some of the Cloverfield Universe stuff. Yeah, um, like I was saying, it's that the sort of modus operandi of the... Because J.J. Abrams has basically said they're never... There's, unless something happens, he's never going to make a direct Cloverfield 2, because after Pacific Rim and Legendary Godzilla, it's like, okay, this is becoming a thing now. Mm-hmm. It's not unique anymore. That's fine. It's so... 
Cloverfield is becoming more like the Twilight Zone. It's becoming an anthology film series where they're, you know... Which is actually interesting because we were watching... Uh, Joe and I were... I was watching and Joe was begrudgingly being in the same room. <laughs> I was watching Black Mirror and yeah. Joe couldn't understand. Like He's like, what is happening? Like Every episode's so different. I'm like, well, think of it like the Twilight Zone. Black Mirror is Charlie Brooker... <laughs> It's Charlie Brooker is like, I have an opinion about this. Mm -hmm. But it's like the Twilight Zone in that it's not necessarily all connected, but it's like, hey, let's think about things through this lens. Wouldn't that be weird? And this movie, the director of photography, who was it? Oh, the the straight, uh, Dan Trachtenberg. Dan Trachtenberg, the director. Directed Playtest in the third series uh, season of Black Mirror. the the Jesus out of me. You know who's the star of uh, Playtest? Some cute kid. Not to some cute kid. It's Kurt Russell's son, Wyatt. Oh, he's so... Is his name Wyatt Russell? It is. Oh, he's adorable. He was yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Watch it. Watch Black Mirror, but watch Playtest and tell me if it doesn't just fuck you right up. If I can make a recommendation, don't watch the first episode of Black Mirror first. Oh, don't, please Watch don't. it third. Watch... Or don't watch yeah, it, yeah. because I, I watched it... Don't watch the national anthem first. Mm-hmm. I watched it, I was like, fuck this, I'm not watching Black <laughs> Mirror. And it took me, like, almost a year... To watch another yeah. episode. And the thing about... Um, I can't remember if it was the or a national anthem. But the thing about the first episode of Black Mirror is... Because Black Mirror is Twilight Zone um, focused on technology. Like mm-hmm. uh, like Fringe is the X-Files with a greater focus. Oh my god, Fringe is so good. Fringe. Also J.J. Abrams. Also J.J. Abrams. So good, guys. Please uh, watch but, you Fringe. Know, Black Mirror is has a such a strict technology focus. And the national anthem is not it's it's more about what is it morality or not not morality it's the uh consumption of yeah it's like you know like in that i I think it's a little bit of that like you know you record someone having a mountain like a a meltdown at the grocery store and it's like oh look at this look at this thing and you don't you're detaching yourself from like the actual um the humanity of that of that act and it's instead of this person being like hey i want money or i want a thing it's like i want i want to ruin your life in front of millions of people watch it you'll understand why i'm not going to spoil this because that's not the point of this podcast also the um plot of shut up and dance for an entirely different reason is shut up and dance another um yeah it's the third series Okay, I think I skipped three by accident. I think I, I went one, four, or one, three. I'm not <laughs> sure. I missed a whole season. Um, okay. <laughs> but I watched, let's see, I watched the Bryce Dallas Howard episode. I watched the one with the guy from uh, King Kong, 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 Skull Island. Yeah, um, that is... And he was such an asshole. Yeah. Such an asshole. Uh, I was like, oh, it's that guy. And I was like, everything coming full circle. And I was like, oh, no, fuck you. You suck. Toby Kebbell. Toby. Toby Kebbell just has bad luck. No. I mean, it was very... Yeah. I thought it was so fantastic. It's like, it's like every time Toby Kebbell's like, I'm gonna be... He's like, he's the star of the movie. It's gonna be great. It's something like Fanforstick or... Because uh, he was great in Warcraft. Excuse me. What is Fanforstick? Uh, Josh Trang's Fantastic Four. It's not called Fanforstick, is it? The... <laughs> The, the, I'm concerned. Uh, the way the the uh, oh. the title treatment is, it looks like Fan Four Stick. I don't, it's fine. Um, and like he's great in Warcraft, but he's an orc. He doesn't uh, he, look like him. No, no, yeah, he he's he's a CGI character, and he's he's very good in the Planet of the Apes, but he's a bonobo. So, uh, your time will come, Toby Kebbell. Yeah, we're rooting for you, bro. Yeah. Uh, Toby Kebbell's at home like, thanks, guys. What were we talking about? Cloverfield. Cloverfield. Cloverfield has Twilight Zone. Oh, Black Mirror. That's how yeah. we got to Tony. Mm-hmm. Uh, Toby. Yeah, so it's becoming sort of an anthology of things, of, of films that are already in production that have a twist to them. The next movie and has been in production for a while under the title God Particle. Uh, and it's, it's an interesting... Um, concept is a bunch of people on like the international space station or they're they're doing some sort of you know particle accelerator it's like, okay we're gonna do this we're gonna push the button they push the button and the earth vanishes awkward and then they're like what the fuck just happened and then another and then a space shuttle shows up it's like hey hey guys what's going on and 
it just goes from there. That's that's all. Um, we deleted Earth. That's all everyone knows. Um, they picked it up. You know, like this this movie keeps getting delayed, and it may yeah. it may not even get released theatrically. Netflix may pick it up because well, the, the weirdest thing, and I think I, I don't know if we talked about this um, here or just Will and I. Will and I don't speak unless there's a. Uh, microphone on um but i was on reddit and i someone was like oh here's what we know it's supposed to come out blah 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 and then i went back to that thread to be like oh what what else has someone posted and it was just gone yeah oh yeah and then fanforcing <laughs> i see i see you and then if you go to the wikipedia on it and yeah. you click on it it's it's, a, it's an empty it's empty yeah, yeah it's just um untitled cloverfield sequel at this yeah point. with no details yeah and then if you google it it has a cast but then, if you go, if you try, it's got a, and it's a good cast too. It's got David Oleo, um, Elizabeth Debicki, Daniel Bruhl. I hate him. I don't hate him, but I hate him. Okay, he's great. He's friggin' he's such a good actor, but he just plays the 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 grimiest people that in in, in the two movies I've seen him in. I want Baron Zemo back. <laughs> you saw Civil War with us. Is that his name? Yeah, Heinrich Zemo. Okay, uh, spooky AF in mm-hmm. that spooky af in the zookeeper's wife um like i was so uncomfortable like actually <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna assume you haven't seen inglorious bastard seeing that's the first thing you i have seen it what, who is he in that he's the nice guy nazi who goes flipping crazy it's like oh, you know and, and when shoshana is like i don't want to date you well fuck you bitch <laughs> who strangles her to death Christoph, uh, Christoph Waller, right? Christoph Waltz. Waltz, not Waller. Shoshana's the blonde. Yes. Okay, so I think that I have some, like, deep-rooted issues with just, like, Nazis. <laughs> Weird, I know. Um, I saw Schindler's List at a time when I think I was way more impressionable than I realized. I was like, I'm I'm 16. I can, I can watch Schindler's List. I had avoided it up to that point because I knew it was very loaded. And because of... Um, Ray Fine's character mm-hmm. and like how he's like very manipulative and he's like I love you like come come be my my maid and that whole power dynamic of like literally someone's life like in your hands um from that it must have been from Inglorious Bastards I associate Daniel Bruhler am I pronouncing it Bruhl. right? Bruhl Daniel Bruhl with that same thing and he does the same fucking thing in Zookeeper's Wife I don't know if I'm, I don't know what you know about it but not a single thing so the Zookeeper's Wife is about the Warsaw Zoo and uh, Daniel Bruhl's character is a Nazi uh, natural historian essentially I'm not great with facts but <laughs> when the when Warsaw gets bombed the zoo which was a very very a prestigious zoo owned by a, a husband and wife. All the animals are either killed in the bombing or put down, and then the few specimens that are worth keeping, namely an American buffalo, are given to Daniel Bruhl's character for breeding. They want to try to breed extinct, um, like megafauna, basically. So they're trying to breed uh, an, an 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 old type of of ox, I guess. An oryx. An oryx. Thank you. Um. And so, I've never heard of the whole movie. time. Like they're they're trying to to um what's the word keep fa- keep in his good favor because they're actually smuggling Jews out of the Warsaw ghetto mm-hmm. through the zoo out into into safety. So they're like, oh, like you're so great, Daniel Bruhl's character. No, Daniel Bruhl specifically. He plays himself. Um. <laughs> And he's got this like Daniel Bruhl's a thousand years yeah, old. Yeah, he's got this giant uh, crush on the zookeeper's wife, who's played by Jessica Chastain. So I don't blame him, like, cause she gorgeous. But she's she's sort of in this predicament where she's like, okay, I have to um, play along because I need we need to stay in his good graces. But it's also a slippery slope, and that he thinks that she's into him, and he just gets creepier and creepier. And there's a lot of like you know, like, hand-touching and, like, glances, and then he finally nearly rapes her towards the end of the movie, and it's very upsetting, and then he... It's just upsetting, and he's upsetting. He's very, very good at being a borderline sociopathic Nazi guy. And so, like, he's 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 a good-looking dude, and at the same time, I'm like, I just don't trust you, Daniel Bruhl. Like, you look like a monster. Anyways, that was such a long tangent. So... God particle... <laughs> Uh, want to make a dollar bet that Daniel Bruhl will be the villain? Yes. Dollar bet. 
I get the dollar. Yes. Great. If he's not the villain, I'll get it. You dollar. get a dollar. Yes. Okay. Good. Do I, you know that he's the villain? I don't. I, I'm gonna get n- a dollar. None of these, all we know, we don't know who's in it. He's not even in the movie. No one gets a dollar. <laughs> the last report I checked, they may have cut the entire particle accelerator thing out of the uh, script when they were converting it into a Cloverfield movie. <clears throat> like I said, it's, you know, at the moment it's untitled Cloverfield movie, the rumored title at, at the time of recording this. Yeah. Um, the rumors is there may be a trailer attached to the Super Bowl, which at the time of recording is tomorrow. Uh, rumored title is Cloverfield Station, which <laughs> makes sense. Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. Agreed. The other one, and you were reading about this, I think, when we were setting up the record last time. Uh, there, uh, Cloverfield that, 4 is already announced. Yeah. Um, that... They have been working on a supernatural World War II thriller that's not Hellboy. Um, you know, like before D-Day, I, from what I read, before D-Day, a bunch I of... I was talking about this? Yeah. You you, you, you read the... Um, you weren't talking about specifics, but you're talking about, oh my god, Cloverfield 4 oh, already? Oh yeah, because yeah. I, I was like, none of this sounds real. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't remember talking about this, but I do remember looking at a picture of a post... A picture. I looked at a picture of a yeah. picture. Welcome to my life. Yes. Um, the sort of pitch I read was before D-Day, there were, uh, you know, like, they have to drop, they send in some guys to investigate something, I don't know, the geography. This, these are great details. I know, like they, they have to, you know, bef- bef- <laughs> in order for D-Day to be successful, they have to take care of this outpost, and it's filled with you know, ghosts or something. Oh, I thought we were going to say bees. Filled with ghost bees. Ghost bees. That's not... Um, I mean... There's actually a Marvel villain. <laughs> he's a, he's generally a Spider-Man villain who's a swarm of bees. A swarm of bees. Swarm... <laughs> Consummate bees. That was a swar- terrible swarm. Swarm of bees possessed by the ghost of a Nazi named Swarm. And he wears a big purple cape. This is like weirdly all connected, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm all... like upset about it. Yeah. So um, yeah. Th- this is all together. It's called the the current title is Overlord. So it might be Cloverlord. Who knows? Oh my I god! I s- stole that from the internet. Oh okay. Um. <laughs> but yeah. So Cloverfield, we may never see Clover again. Oh baby. We may see Mama Cloverfield at some point. Oh, I guess it just depends on. We should do a deep sea exploration adventure. Sure. Voting for that. What's it called? Thassalophobia? When you're scared of, um, like, deep, uh, deep water? I don't know. I'm gonna Google it. I think it's Thassalophobia. It's also a subreddit. That sounds right. Now that that I heard what you said, that sounds right. Thassalophobia. Um, but yeah. I think... Thalassophobia. Uh, they, they shouldn't, it should, somebody at Google, listen to me, <laughs> look, if someone Googles a phobia, don't put pictures of the thing that the phobia is on the main screen. One second, I gotta, I gotta try this. It's not that bad with that one. Cholrophobia? Is that fear of cauliflower? Fear of clowns. Yep, first thing is an evil yeah, clown. that's fucking rude. <laughs> it's an evil clown and then a kid looking like she's gonna crap her pants. Yep. Um, and, just then, to, just... and then a picture of John Wayne Gacy. Oh, Great God. job, Google. Yeah, Google. Okay, <laughs> listen to me. Um, I'm just, as a consumer of your services, big fan of Google, but do that less. The lassophobia is fear of, like, deep open water, deep water, open water, uh, things like that, you know, like dangling your feet off a dock, all of that sort of like primal fear of not being able to like see the bottom, see the bottom, which I I have. I'm scared of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also uh, I the other night was couldn't sleep because I did what I do and I had coffee at like five o'clock, and was like, man, I would be so mad if I were buried alive. And <laughs> but it was like it was less of a like a sort of. A, you just, you, just, you just wake up in a coffin and then just have a snitch. You're just sort of like, hmm. God damn it. This was not how I wanted to spend my Wednesday. No, I was thinking about it. I was like, God, that must suck. And then I kept thinking about it to the point where I was like having, like, like my breathing was constricted because I don't like. So I could, I'm cool being locked in a closet. All right. So like me and R. Kelly, we're fine. But. Oh, but please don't say that. Sorry. Okay. I'm cool with being locked in a closet. I'm not fine with R. Kelly, actually. I think he's just, he should be in jail. Yep. Um, 
like, okay, closet's fine because I can m- maneuver. We go now live to the closet. Help. Yeah, Help. I, we're actually, we record in a closet. Um, We're on a budget. No, <laughs> soundproof. No, anyways, get back, get back on subject. Back on track. I'm fine with being. Um, You're not claustrophobic. I'm not claustrophobic, but it's something about having anything that's really close to my face. So um, I have an issue wearing. Oh yeah, face masks. Um, when we when we work on the wood shop, I don't I don't like it. I can get used to it, but like something about having something really close to my face and the idea of not like being locked, you know, buried alive, being in a box, something like that, being in a trunk where you can't move, you can't scratch your face, you can't brush something out of your mouth. Uh, you know, if a bug crawls on you, you can't you can't. Move. So what you're saying is you would be terrible as a prosthetic actor, like if they put a big mask on you. Oh god! Oh god! So even when we go like to put him like uh, when we went to Spirit Halloween and mm-hmm. I was like putting all the masks on like I could do that for like max like fifteen seconds. I would be I think I have a lot of fun with that except I'd have to shave. Oh no, not comfortable for me. But yeah, so um, I spend a lot of time thinking about death and how I all the ways I don't want to die. <laughs> and so far we've covered I don't want to get eaten by a monster. I definitely don't want to go in the ocean and die. The idea of that movie Open Water, where there's just people treading water for 72 hours or whatever. Pass. 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 And then, uh, please, please don't bury me alive. Okay. I, I wasn't planning on doing any of those things. I wasn't specifically talking um, to you. I was talking to all of my rabid fans out okay. there. All of my stalkers, if you're going to kill me, just do me the decency of killing me in a, not one of those ways. Just shoot her. Yeah, please. <laughs> just shoot her in the heart. Yeah. It won't work. She doesn't have I one. I don't have one. Shit. That was, <laughs> now they know my weakness slash super... Uh, Katie strength. is Koshi the Deathless. It's a Russian giant who keeps his heart inside of an egg inside of a castle inside of a duck. That's a... Like, the castle's in a duck. Listen, the castle's in a duck. Do you want to Russia! Watch I got it and the storyteller, we can watch it right now. Russia. Russia. Stop it. Also Germany with your Daniel Bruhls. <laughs> Here are people on my list today. <laughs> in no particular order. Daniel Bruhl, Russia, Google, my stalkers. The ocean. The ocean. Stop it. Just all but, of you, but, stop. But getting back to your point. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> I think that if they were to do, like, you know, something like The Abyss. I like the abyss. It's yeah. got friendly water in it. It does have friendly water. And a cute little friendly and, 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 and the monster in that is Michael Bean <laughs> with an enormous mustache. Who's Michael Bean? In the in general or in the abyss? No, I, I, I there's no uh it's not bringing anything into my brain. Uh he's he's not Hicks. Yes, he is. He's he's Hicks in um Aliens. He's um the main, he's he's the good guy in the first Terminator. It's Kyle Reese. He's Michael Bean, hero of the eighties. No, monastery. Michael. It's spelled uh, B E uh, B I E H N. Okay. Look at this picture. It's just all teeth. Yep. <laughs> Anywho, okay. Uh, but so, so if you, so the perfect Cloverfield sequel for you. And now someone's going to write it. Thank you. Um, well, we could write it. I don't know. Sure, I'm, I'm teaching myself that. how to write screenplays. Mm-hmm. Is, you know, a, a deep sea exploration thing sponsored by the Togruta Corporation to investigate something, at which point an adult Cloverfield monster, going off what we said last week, is morphologically different. Mm-hmm. Attacks them, and they're like, oh my god, this thing is enormous. What do we even do? Or, or... Or mm-hmm. they swim into a cavern, and the cavern is actually they've sw- swum like they're they're inside a full grown clover field. So when like a rescue mission comes in, they're like all of our telecommunication, you know. So, so it's all a lot of interpersonal stuff. So like, it's like the so so the space asteroid monster, this worm from Empire Strikes Back, is a full grown film. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um. Also, oh fuck, it went in my brain and then immediately left. Jo- Jonah and the whale. Sure. So, um, I mean, he knows it, but you know what I mean? Like, imagine that. Like, So, so they're in a deep sea cave, and the twist is it's an enormous thing. Yeah, so, the, you know, they've lost communications. Like, they're they're able to send a ping out. 
you know, they, so they're like, okay, like we've got a communication out, like we just need to blah, blah, blah. And like, it's a lot of like the bunker stuff where it's, you know, humans stuck in, in, it, in tense situations. You, yeah. You have, you know, and basically like in the abyss, you have all these people, you have these trained, you have, you know, one scientist, one logistic and one person who due to the circumstances like Michael Bean's character in the abyss is going insane. Mm-hmm. And then they realize there's like, oh God, and you know, like they realize what they're in isn't rock. It's you know, flesh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. This is going to be a great movie. We just pitched Cloverfield six. Yeah. We got, give us some time. We're new. And, and it, it, it'd be like the end of cabin in the woods. Like the end of the film is Clover's mom coming out of the water over. They did New York, like LA end of movie. That's Cloverfield six. Done. No okay. one else write it. Dibs. 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 Uh, yeah. So. We're going to be successful when we sell Cloverfield 6. <laughs> I know. I'm pretty excited about writing that movie. Yeah. Yeah. So that, in a nutshell, is Cloverfield. What? I'm so sorry. What kind of... It's the... That in, a, in an eggshell that houses a castle that houses a duck or whatever <laughs> is uh, 10 Cloverfield Lane. So, um, I mean, if you feel like there was anything that we missed, keep it to yourself. <laughs> we don't want to hear it. So, Katie. Yes. Did you love these kaiju? Yes and no. Big fan of John Goodman. American Treasure, as, as we discussed multiple times throughout this podcast. Could have done without the alien factor. So I'm going to give it like a 7 out of 10 on the Katie Loves Kaiju scale. Okay. Which is now a thing Which It's a thing now. We, we made, I made okay. it just now. Like Katie said, if uh, we missed anything, you you were wondering about... X, if you walked along, walked along. Yeah. If you walk a lonely road, <laughs> if you watched along, it's like, why don't you talk about this? Uh, send us an email at katielovescaiju at gmail.com. And depending on how things work out, we may get to it or we may yeah. not. Please be nice. Because um, as you know, I've mentioned, I, I cry a lot. So <laughs> send us nice emails. But yeah, um, we, can, we can be reached at katielovescaiju at gmail.com. That's K-A-T-Y. L-O-V-E-S-K-A-I-J-U at gmail.com. Please don't make me spell Gmail. Um, We're working on Gmail. Gmail. We're working on Instagram and stuff like that so you can see see our super professional setup. uh, Will's glorious beard. I don't don't look like anything. I'm an amorphous blob (laughs) with a great personality. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so this has been another episode of Katie Loves Kaiju. I'm Katie. And I'm Will. Yeah, so again, thanks for tuning in this week, guys. Have a great night. You too. Thanks.